Back. Rapid Reaction Podcast, Game 5, June 11th, 2019. What's happening? Brad Key, Micah Weiner. Let's talk some hoops. We got at least one more game. Brad, how you feeling? Feeling good, Micah. How you feeling? Better than Kevin Durant. Ugh. Not to that be a shit downer. makes me sick, man. It's brutal. We will talk about that. What it means. Oh, man. A lot to talk about. What a game last night. What a game. I mean, I'll stop talking like that now. Uh, just uh, This was the game we've been waiting for. This has been a really fun playoffs. It's been weird. It's been super different than your tr- it's, than it really has been past playoffs, but it has been really good. It's been weird in ways. Uh, Toronto's had... Un- like, the Toronto season, if you just look at the Toronto playoffs run, it's unbelievable. And now, to have that game last night, whew, a lot to get into. We're about to get... Real deep into it. First, I want to make an announcement. Are you ready for that, Brad? I'm ready for that. Let me turn off. Mind of Micah. Coming today, the return of How Was Your Weekend with Bush and Friends. How about that? How about that? People have been waiting on that. Hey, Brad, why don't you tell everybody about all the other content you have planned for Backdoor Cover this week? Yeah, so Peter and I are getting together tonight to do a U.S. Open Buttercut Special edition, 100% just talking golf, just talking the major tournament this weekend, uh, this week weekend. Uh, we're pumped, man. Pebble Beach. I'm excited. So that will be released probably Wednesday morning. Yeah, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow morning. Yeah, look for that on your feed. And then uh, Wednesday night, we're recording with Gars and Peter the Irish guy. Cow. Yeah, Cow. we're going to be doing Titan High. It's the we're return gonna get of some Titan MLB. High. We're going to get some baseball stuff. We'll also get a college world series preview that's the most exciting part of the whole thing to me like gars is real plugged in with college baseball he played pretty well he played an important role in vanderbilt squad back in the day so like he's real plugged in it's gonna be great yeah and so Vandy's actually in the world series so it's gonna that's be awesome right. so that's coming wednesday night uh maybe thursday morning so college world series preview high and tight there's some chains we're gonna talk big poppy we've got some hotline calls 800-392-6344 call the hotline and uh, you'll hear, you'll hear, hear Elgar's answer them. And then um, Friday, I guess we'll be back to talk. And then Friday, we've got an emergency rapid reaction, rapid reaction game six podcast. So if you NBA, if you want the the podcast, if you want the content, you're getting the content. And uh, yeah, good stuff. All right, so here we are, game five, the best the best game of the year, I'd say. You think not so? just the finals? People I mean, have been really raving season. about this game just as a spectator product like how good the action was and everything else i feel like we spend most of these podcasts talking about like the others and wow pascal siakam played well right kyle lowry had was plus 11 in the plus one yeah Eh -eh. not this game this game we we can talk about this entire game and just talk about the four stars uh kevin durant included mostly steph clay and Kawhi. I think Cousins deserves some discussion i do have a little after how much he got hated on for the last couple weeks well and then the, the three plays that he made at the end of the game. We'll get to those two. Anyway, uh, 106-105, Micah's headline for Game 5, Steph and Clay heroically lead Golden State to win in exciting back-and-forth fourth quarter. Nice. You're, not, you're leaving KD out of it. Yeah, there, that's he's the He's part of the story. That's he's just the, the headline. Yeah, he's in the, yeah. the sub-headline is Kevin Durant in, in the injured 
apparent Achilles. Anyway. Yes. Um, so he reacted. This was the first time, and we'll get to, let's okay, do KD yeah, yeah. later. You go ahead. You, you, you be the captain. I'm, you. I'm on your ship. Let's go. We'll get to KD at the end here. But um, Stephen Clay, unbelievable. As Mike Breen said, it was the first time in the entire series there had been a lead change in the fourth quarter. This thing back went back and forth. Uh, under three minutes to go, the Warriors are down six. Clay gets loose and nails a three-pointer. Steph gets loose, hits a three-pointer. Clay gets loose and hits another three-pointer. After he first jukes a dude out of his shoes with an up fake. None of these shots come anywhere close to the rim. They are all just so relentlessly bottom of the net, so perfect, on balance, just beautiful, beautiful basketball. I think the, the kids call it wet. The shots were wet. As Shaq might say, yak, yak. Because <laughs> that's the, name, the, the sound the net makes? That's what the sound the net yeah. makes. When you um, get it as pure as possible. These two dudes were just unbelievable down yeah. the stretch. And we're always talking uh, this series about how, especially in game one and game two, that you just keep waiting for that Golden State avalanche to just start pouring in. You keep waiting for them to get hot and knock down a bunch of threes and change the momentum and kill your crowd or whatever it is. And it hadn't happened. It didn't. It never came in game one. And even though Golden State made a run in game two, it wasn't that like just vicious dangerous, explosive three-point barrage. And they finally pulled it out last night with their entire season on the line. Uh, to see those dudes make those shots, uh, just amazing. They're incredible, man. On the road, it was crazy. The stat I saw on SportsCenter last night, in the finals in the last 20 years, teams down by six points with three minutes to go are 3-92. and 92. <laughs> Is this one of those This three? is the third win, yeah. Yeah. You know when, like, if you go back and look at some of the replays of the shots that Curry and uh, specifically Thompson were taking, like, after Thompson releases the ball, you can see him kind of still bouncing on the balls of his feet after, like, he comes down and continues going. You just know, like, he knows that's going, like, that's a positive, that's positive body language. Like, he knows he's fucking on fire and he's going to be keep blasting. And that was a bad sign. And he started doing that towards the middle of the fourth quarter. And I knew, like, man... It's going to take a lot to stop yeah. this too. And like the big thing to me is now every game is going to be going back and forth between uh, Golden State and uh, Canada. And the thing is, there's two we're, days in between each game. We're for a Thursday-Sunday finish here. That's right. And so that really benefits Golden State more than anything, just to give them more time to recover from an injury standpoint. Obviously, KD's gone. Looney sounds like he's Looney gone. Looney apparently is out again. But the biggest thing to me is Cl Thompson. Like, and he looked like he was still going strong he in the fourth quarter. He is a fucking warrior. Because he lost his legs in the second half of the first game that he was back. And you could tell. He, he threw up a couple air balls. Like, he struggled a little bit towards the end of the game and, like, just kind of ran out of gas. And the more, like, he kind of gets back into playing shape and he recovers from this injury, the more trouble, I think, the Raptors are in really because it just becomes that avalanche again. Like you, you touched on like those two guys are the pretty much the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. No doubt. And they're basically at the peak of their powers right now. And so if they get healthy and hot shit, man, they could easily win at home and take it back to game seven in, in Toronto. And then everybody's just tight. Everybody. I, I'll get to that Toronto crowd. Cause I want to talk about it yeah. at the end. Um, but before I do, you know, we should probably mention those guys from Golden State, they're headed back. I, I can't imagine they even live in Oakland. They probably all live in San Francisco. But I know one thing. They're going to be sleeping in their own bed. Right. And uh, it's something that I like to do because everyone knows that 
Uh, this is a nice transition. Lisa is the best mattress in the world. And well, Lisa knows how important rest is to a better life. Lisa is the foundation of a healthier, happier you. I assume that Steph and Clay are sleeping on their Lisa mattresses right now, getting their rest. All Lisa products have been thoughtfully designed to go beyond creating just a comfortable bed to transform your bedroom into a sanctuary you want to spend time in. That's what we all want, to turn your personal bedroom in. When you turn out the lights, I'm in a sanctuary. I bet they're just dreaming about splashes everywhere. Oh, Splish, splash. Lisa, and, uh, Lisa makes two mattresses, the uh, Lisa, which is a foam mattress, and the hybrid Sapira mattresses, which Brad and I both live on, It's or sleep on. It's the luxury hybrid mattress that's made with premium foams and springs for enhanced pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. The hybrid is thoughtfully designed with the best of both worlds. Lisa believes all people should have access to deep rest and relaxation. That's why they've donated one mattress for every 10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention, to date, they've donated more than 33,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. That's 33,000 Americans that are sleeping on a bed that otherwise wouldn't be. Lisa's made in the USC, in the USA and for USC, whatever you're into. In the USA, I'm going to get a cup of coffee after this read. Uh, in-home <laughs> delivery is also available, so is financing. Check out their reviews. This, this is a good company. Don't miss out. Live healthier, live happier by resting deeper. Order today and get 15% off any mattress for a limited time at lisa.com slash BDC and use promo code BDC. That's lisa, L-E-E-S-A dot com slash BDC, like backdoor cover, promo code BDC. Keep in mind that you get a 100-night risk-free trial plus free shipping and free returns. So what does this mean? We're headed back for game six in the Bay. There's one more basketball game in Oakland in in that arena. Um, I think as a basketball fan, I'm excited that there's more hoops. We get to watch at least one more game and probably two. Uh, but at, like, I just, I know I predicted the Warriors to win. I still believe they're, or I p- predicted the Raptors to win. I believe they're still going to. I don't know about you, Brad, but I just can't find myself rooting for the Warriors. I'm, I, it, regardless of my pick, like I'm all over the Raptors and to see them lose this game is uh it's kind of crushing yeah i'm I'm in the exact same boat as you um i'm rooting for for toronto i'm rooting for the raptors uh personally but as a basketball fan more basketball is always the preferred thing over it being over for 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 good so i like these rapid reaction podcasts too we get to do at least one more they're nice and easy and this it's like interesting good stuff to talk about but like like you said I, now I'm kind of worried for the Raptors. And I, I, I think they can easily be. lose game six in Golden State with a healthier backcourt and Clay and Thompson. And then if they're going to game seven, then it's really just a toss-up at that point. Like, obviously, they have the home court advantage, and that's always going to be kind of a nod in their direction. But, man, it, it just felt like such a surefire thing for Toronto 24 hours ago. Even if KD came back, they were saying, you know, like he he'll come back, he'll be, you know, at at reduced power. Obviously, he he came back blazing, and then it was injured. But like, yeah, I I'm happy to have more basketball, but I don't feel very good about it for the Raptors. And that my preferred outcome is to have the Raptors win. So I'm with you, man. I'm a little torn. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, well, let's talk KD for a minute. I mean, okay. the fact I've been. For weeks saying whenever he does come back, it's not going to matter. He's going to have Kawhi chasing after him. Uh, it did matter. It, I mean, he, he was three fucking for three incredible. For three. He was hot. Yeah. 
And the guy can stand and shoot three-pointers all day. And, and so, like, you've got to make him run around. But he was way better than I thought he would be. So, big, big I mean, hat tip he had to, a, to he him. Re, he blocked Siakam off the backboard. He had a couple of boards. And they needed boards. those points. Like, those, like, beyond just what his bread and butter is, which is, is scoring, like, at will and hitting threes, shooting threes really well, his defensive stuff, like we had talked about, his rim protection and that kind of stuff, he still had that, and it was no problem. So it was just really kind of, ugh, man, it makes your skin crawl when you see somebody do that to themselves. And, like, it you it feels a lot like general media conversations and online social media conversations, that kind of stuff is kind of what pushed KD over because he's so easily, he's so influenced by, so it seems, yeah. by the public and by the media. And, like, you hate to see that, like, for him to be almost kind of, like, socially bullied into playing and then... He gets out there. He plays like a complete madman, like he's capable of playing. And then to see his stuff, his his Achilles. I mean, it tore after like ten minutes of play. Like it wasn't like he it, played twelve of the first fourteen minutes. And and like which there's some people who may criticize Kerr for that for not giving him like minutes restrictions and kind of yeah. I mean, before the game, he said he'd play in like bursts. And twelve of the first fourteen minutes is. He's, I mean, it's hard to pull there. a guy when he's three for three from. Deep and, and you know what we talked about Steph and Clay and we're gonna keep talking about it and everybody's gonna talk about Steph and Clay and how amazing they are and how they won the game and how they did it for KD. Or if Durant stays around, I think they win this shit. No problem. You know who led <laughs> the Warriors in plus minus last night? Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's he was at plus six. No one else on the team. None of the other starters um, were better than plus three. That's unbelievable. Actually, he led both teams in plus minus, being plus six. So. He helped win them this game, even though he only played twelve minutes. It's um, it it was amazing, and um, it's just sad. Uh, let's talk about KD, and then we'll get back to, okay. to the game for a minute. So the reason it's so sad, if it is indeed an Achilles, a ruptured Achilles, this type of recovery process is it takes maybe six months to be even able to go back to physical activity. And then it takes another probably three, two, three months to actually get back into playing shape. And who knows if he'll ever get back to, to you know, full confidence and full form. Yeah. And the fact that this injury happened in the fifth game of the finals in June mm-hmm. and not in, like, if February, if, if this would have happened in February. September. Exactly. If it happens at the all-star break, whatever, he's got a chance to come back. They and haven't have a full said recovery. it's officially ruptured. Like, so it the MRI results be. are, I guess, outstanding, but they fear a, a uh, ruptured Achilles. Uh, so he'll is, miss all of next season, 100% of it. We'd have to think so. Yeah. You'd have to think so, which is crushing. And it raises a bunch of questions. One, what does this mean for his free agency? If you're the Knicks, do you still sign him to yes. a five-year deal? I mean, I would, but... That's a risk. And if you're the Knicks, now you suck for another year if, if KD doesn't play. Uh, what does it mean for players like at league-wide taking short-term deals as opposed to longer guarantees? Because Kevin Durant was on a right. one-on-one deal. He kept doing that over and over again, just like LeBron had done. Just like Cleveland. LeBron's been doing for years. Like, well, now, now, now LeBron four year, cashed yeah. in over it with the Lakers. But so it's got, like, how does this... This this is going to have big implications. And then, to me, the big question is, what does this mean for injured players returning in the playoffs? Um, the NBA has a long history of these heroic returns from injury. You've got uh, the, the most famous is Willis Reed, 
in the finals for the Knicks. I believe yeah. it was 71. Uh, you've got the Jordan flu game, which I believe was like today. Yeah, I, but you're not risking injury if you play with flu. Like you, you right, don't have this, a deteriorated muscle yeah, that can right, lead right. to any sort of cartilage damage. Okay, I'm with you. But like this is this is historic lore in NBA history. Guys that come back, right? You're celebrated and for being now, tough. It, you've got to think that that's this is people are going to see this on the biggest stage, and it's going to reduce the willingness to come back and risk re-injury. And it was specifically the calf injury. Like the calf injury leads to Achilles blowouts. Yeah, like and, you know, it, I mean, here's here's the thing. Um, it's the most risky thing to play. The with. Warriors are going to get a lot of shit for this. And Steve Kerr said after the game, like, well, you know, I, I can't believe that this, I, I didn't think there was any chance of, of more serious injury. That's not true because all week long, I've been hearing people say like that calf could lead to an Achilles injury. Like that's a well-known thing. He got cleared by medical doctors, medical professionals. Right. So maybe it's a freak accident, but I, well, it, maybe it's somebody. He, uh, those team doctors are gonna get fired. So maybe he isn't playing like he is capable of playing and physically cleared to play, but because he's been off for a month, that reduces like how your muscles react to high intensity pressures. And so, like yeah. maybe he was physically cleared, but he needed to actually play like for at a at a like reasonable. Uh, intensity, like not NBA Finals. Not intensity. in the Finals. Yeah, maybe if he comes back in Game Forty Two, but he can't wait. You know, like he, th- this was the game that yeah. they're gone if he waits. So like he's really torn and he's being destroyed like across social media and on the media and you by know he reads Cal- all of it. Colin Coward and Skip Bayless's stupid ass, and he like takes that shit so personally, so personally that he had to create like fake entities on social media to defend himself. It's. It just sucks, man. It, it, it more so than even like the implications of the injury. Like this should be something that NBA players look at as a reason not to fucking listen to the media and to focus on your business and like even just turn this shit off during the finals. Like turn this shit off during the playoffs. I know it's difficult, but God, you just gotta go zero dark thirty. That's as, right, man. Like LeBron does. You can't be listening, man. It'll it's mess just you up. But it works. But how do you not, like, especially if you're hurt, like, you're sitting on the sideline doing nothing for a month, like... Read a book what? or something. <laughs> yeah. That was, LeBron would always, would just, like, read books. He, he quit, he just put his phone away and just read books. Mm. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, I, it, this is clearly a thing that Kevin, that's, that happens to Kevin. Yes. And, and it's, like, it's, it's, and there is no, de- there's no denying that it's been a negative for his career. I'm he's totally he's with too you. thin skinned. He listens to this stuff. It, it affects him. All of that is, uh, you know, he's got to get over that. I, I mean, I don't know. It's easy for me to fucking say. Right. Like, I mean, but uh, for me, like, this is, if you're just looking at it clinically, this has caused him, a, the social media stuff has caused him a lot of harm. A lot. And, and now, it, not if, like if just you, one even time. if you say this has a 1% to do with it, like this is a major thing that's going to change his life and his career. Hopefully, not too dramatically, man. Like, he's thirty. He can come back. Like I it's just, just I, such I a hate it for injury. the Knicks because like, all along I was excited. Everybody about that was too. thinking he was going to the Knicks. I was excited about it. Basketball is better when the Knicks are good. And now, like, okay, he goes to the Knicks. What if this is an Amari Stoudemire situation where Ugh. he goes? At least Amari was good the first year and then fell apart, and you're paying him. I mean Durant, since he's made so many All NBA teams, makes forty. He's will be making forty million whatever, dollars. Yeah. yeah, 
I don't so, know if Supermax is actually it's the like, right what term, if he goes but... there and he's hurt the first year, the second year he comes back slowly, the third year he's 33 and just can't play anymore and, you know, gets hurt. It's just, God, it sucks. It this sucks is so bad. It's really something. I saw some, some other chatter, uh, on the social medias about Kyrie, like indicating that he was going to Brooklyn, which I don't know if There's, that stuff was all that's dropping talk, but who knows? I, We'll just see. I, I, now's not the time to speculate. Well, the this. reason I why I think dick, it's but. I think it matters is because I think that he was going to go to New York with with KD. Like that was an influencing factor. So now, like, how does that? How does that? There's just so many ripple implications. That's, uh, okay, that's a very good point. You know because saying? instead of the Knicks trying to sign two stars, let's say he's he's dead set to go to the Knicks. And he's right. going to go to the Knicks. Now, if you're the Knicks, you don't have the desire to sign a second star because you're going to suck. You don't have any other players around him. Like, do you let do you go get Kyrie and let let's say you sign Kyrie and KD? Are the Knicks contenders? Hell no. Are Kyrie's a, gonna lose his goddamn mind next year. Yeah, I mean, are played. they a playoff team? Maybe no, and probably no, I guess not. They East, suck. Maybe. They don't have anybody on that team. The Knicks are terrible. But if you add KD and Kyrie, all of a sudden you're a contender. Yeah. If you just add Kyrie. You're a borderline playoff team, maybe, and he's going to blow up the fucking world. Yeah, by the end of the season, he'll be napalming the, the locker room, basically. So it changes all of that. Like maybe you, maybe you do sign KD and you tank for another year. I don't know. It's, I don't either, man. It's uh, there's so much, so many implications uh, for that injury last night, and the video that we posted on Backdoor Cover Podcast. I'm sure you've probably Ugh. seen it somewhere by now, but for some reason, Dana White was the first person that posted it. And you can just see his Achilles snap. It's Maybe he's the brutal. one sit, he was sitting sideline. That was his video. I don't think. Not likely, huh? But yeah, you could see the ripple through his so. leg. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, uh, uh. Well, you let's, hate it, let's man. talk about the game a little bit more because lost in the finish is the performance put on by Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi went for 26-12-6. He did have five turnovers, but he was doing everything. He only had one point in the third quarter and then went off in the fourth. He scored 10, 10 straight points for them. He was hitting threes, pull-up threes. He was hot and on balance and just nasty. So that, in the fourth quarter specifically, like he ripped off, like, what was it, 10 or 15 points or something yeah, was, like that? I think it was 10 in a row. That was kind of like a, a defining type of like yes. run during the They hang the on and win this game. game. Kawhi Leonard is, like, this. this is the kind of thing that, that that performance in the fourth quarter, when it's one on two, firepower wise, and you're just dominating, getting buckets in the fourth quarter, unstoppable, getting rebounds, skying for rebounds. He had six offensive rebounds last night. He put on an all time performance. He's so amazing. He really is incredible. And, it, you know, they win that game and they win the series, and he has that fourth quarter. We're talking about, you know, an unquestioned performance and 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 I don't know I mean it was it was it was amazing no matter what happened but just just to see him go on that run at the end was really awesome and, and the way they went back and how forth quiet he was for the I mean they were down quarters. 14 points in the third quarter too yeah I mean he ripped off whatever it was he 10 had 16 at, at half or something 14 and a half something like that mm. I think he had 13 and a half, maybe? Something like that. Well, One point in the third. He had and 26 then, total. Oh, okay, yeah. that's what it was. He went quiet in the, thir- in the third. Okay, that makes sense. But I knew at the end of the third quarter when they showed him scoring one point, I was like, well, that's going to change. And he was just so confident the way he was stepping into shots in the fourth quarter. That's, 
that's the shit. The the consistency, the the fearlessness. That's why you're a, a top five, uh, top echelon player in the league. That's what sets guys apart. And he's done it again. He has arrived. Uh, but the Raptors, that being said, I mean, they did go cold at the end. They only had two points in the last three minutes. And the only points were actually on that Boogie Cousins goaltend. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually was a very... that one. The defensive one was a very good call. The offensive one was questionable. Um, I thought the offensive one was wrong. Like, maybe it was just a teeny bit inside of the circle, but, like, that looked pretty clear to me. Like, if you looked at it from overhead, it looked like it was a goaltend, but if you looked at it from the perspective of where the ref was at, what, like, what he could actually see, it looked pretty clearly like it was non-goaltend. Like, the ball had come I off and was the, not the going in. I thought the most definitive... Uh, angle was the one where it, the ball was clearly out of the cylinder. But yeah, I, I I love how Van Gundy was talking about David Stern. The ghost of David Stern rises at the end of the game. Where he's like, <laughs> David Stern was trying to change this rule for years. It was like, he hasn't been the commissioner for like five years. Stern, he got his stamp on a thing. But I would agree with that, by the way. I, I like that rule in international basketball where you can knock the ball off the rim. Uh, but that's, that's a totally different discussion. So, and I, for me... The, the other thing we're talking about is just the unreal Toronto nut crush at this game. Apparently, I saw some people that were at the game saying that, like, as soon as Lowry's shot doesn't go in, people just stood there and, like, looked at each other. No one spoke. Just, yeah. Dumb, they were just like, like, what just happened to us? Dumbstruck or whatever you want to yeah. call it. In all. And, I mean, this gets back to this sort of, like, this, we talked about it uh, after game four, this franchise that has a history of blowing it. Missing big shots at the end, having their stars leave, getting close, getting nut crushed. Yeah. And this is an all-timer. I mean, it's not it's not the Spurs losing at Miami with uh, Ray Allen hitting the threes, falling out of bounds with when they had already started roping off the court for the, the yeah. victory celebration. But it's it's not that far away. And if Lowry gets that shot off... Now, Brad, you yeah, said yeah, that I was you heard to that, cut yeah. in here. So for the record... Uh, so. We're, we're referring to the last shot of the game where Lowry was in the corner and it hit the side of the backboard or like behind the side of the backboard. Yeah. For the record, that was uh, blocked. That he Draymond Green sprinted over, got a piece of it. Lowry said after the game. So they showed a bunch of replays of it, but they never, it, you could never really tell if it was blocked or not. You but couldn't it, say, yeah. They, it seemed crazy that he would miss that shot by that much. But like that right there, let's say he gets that shot off clean. If that goes in, Kyle Lowry, the last remaining Raptor, the guy who's been with the team for seven the years, most, yeah. who's been like a part of this run, if he hits the game-winning buzzer beater to win the finals, holy shit, that's a great story. Now, Draymond Green gets one finger on the ball. He misses everything. We're going to game six. This is, this is why you watch the game. This is fucking amazing stuff. Although, like, I, I'm just glad it was blocked. Because if, if, if that was Kyle just Lowry yanked, gets his yeah. shot to win the championship and does that, it if would he be hits a backboard oh. with no no. And I mean, I'm sure yeah. there are people in the building that, that thought could tell and were like, "Oh my god!" Well, I was one of those people from yeah. my seat at home. I texted you. I was like, "Oh shit! Did yeah. he just put that off the side of the backboard on <laughs> undif whatever?" But yeah, it's, so a wild he, finish. And he did. I, you know, I they the Raptors kind of did a, a European approach there at the end of the game while they were down one. They they opted for the last shot. Yeah. Um, Kawhi wasn't really in a hurry, and then the double team came. He gave it up, and and it got swung to Lowry, and and uh, a great play by Draymond to get there and get a piece of it. But 
you know, if they would have gone a little quicker, they might have had, a, you know, a chance on offensive rebound. I don't know. The other thing that's interesting is the Draymond technical gets him within one of a two-game suspension, I think. I think, I think it's a one-game suspension. Oh, is that but it? But right? he's only one away. I mean, he if got he gets two games a, left. If he gets a T in game six, he will not play in game seven. That's what it is. Okay. So that's something to watch. Um, he, you could tell, like, after he got that tech, he shut the fuck up. Like, well, I he, thought it was funny. He just, like, went and sat down on the bench while they shot the free throw. Right. And or he, he stood over like, by cool. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got as far away as possible and came back and, like, cooled off for a bit. Um, <laughs> we'll see. They, I, like, I, grabbed him. He's like, chill. There's chill. no way. I, I just don't see a scenario where the referees tee him up in game six knowing that he's going to miss game seven. Every referee is going to know this. That would be like defining his career if he lost two finals because he couldn't yes. keep his shit together. He, I mean, he, that can't happen. But it was, it was close. Um, so Steph finishes with thirty-one, Clay with twenty-six. To me, the Warriors still look totally gassed. I mean, they're running on fumes, and and as you mentioned, they're going to get an extra day rest here uh, for the game on Thursday, and that should help. But I mean, who knows, Boogie. Was quite good last night. He had 14 points on 6 of 8 from the field, so he was really efficient. But, and there's always a but with Boogie, uh, it seems, those three plays at the end of the game, the questionable uh, offensive goaltend. Yeah, he really tried to give it away. The defensive goaltend. and Moving screen. And the moving screen, which, God damn, it took some audacity to make that call uh, by the officials with like nine seconds to go, but they, they did make the call, which was, I mean, I, he, he hammered him sort of, he kind of put his shoulder down. Like it wasn't that, I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was like, honestly, I think they could have let that go. No problem. It wouldn't have been a big deal. I, I don't know if I, I don't made think they're call. criticized if they don't call it right. I think they will receive some criticism, even though it didn't affect the game. So they'll no, I don't less. think anybody criticizes that. I mean, I, that I they made know. the call. If they don't make the call. No, I agree. And yeah. the fact that they did, they're kind of let off the hook that the Raptors didn't hit that because then they would be, ex- like, really, they'd be on a magnifying glass right now getting criticized. Yeah. So that's interesting. But so Boogie made those three plays. But, I mean, he played very well. But the guy the guy hasn't played all season, and he's going to be a little trick-or-treat. And he played great last night. If he doesn't play well in game six, they're going to lose. And the, the, the uh, pattern is that he won't. So we'll see. Right, yeah. He he hasn't put two he hasn't strung two good games together in maybe a year. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh well that's that's pretty much it. We'll end this episode the way we end all of these episodes in the finals. Let's talk about Drake. Uh Drake did not troll. He was just wearing a black t shirt. Okay. Uh he did at the end of the game, Draymond came over and got right in his fucking face. And I think we posted that clip either on the story or on on the oh no, I posted it as a uh, feed post. On Backdoor Cover Podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Draymond got right in Aubrey's face and uh, was giving him the business. Uh, This is just, uh, I mean, this is good basketball. It's definitely good entertainment. And the emotions are high. It's more, yeah, you you know what, you're right. Like, just the entertainment value in this this final series has been off the charts. Seeing the Toronto crowds go crazy when things are going well, seeing them sad and confused when they, they don't go well, seeing the Oracle crowd, like, the, the crowd they were showing watching the game on TV at Oracle last night, that's like the old Oracle crowd. Those are the actual people, not not the fucking VC white dudes right. that just sit on their hands and shove Kyle Lowry. <laughs> like, those are the real Oracle fans, uh, which they won't have t- Thursday. But I'm sure it'll be loud for the last game ever in that building, um, which is kind of cool that we get to know exactly when that's going to be. 
Uh, I should mention a quick uh, correction. Yesterday, I said Tony Parker was like a one or a two-time All-Star. He was a six-time All-Star, yeah. four times All-NBA. Uh, he is, I think I said borderline Hall of Famer. I am very wrong. He is a first ballot guy. Big shouts to my man, Tony TP. Parker. Hall of Fame cuck or cucker. I, He's, what do you call someone who cucks someone He else? might be the goat. Cuck goat. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Warriors open as an early three-point favorite on mybookie.ag. Use promo code BDC when you get your money. Sign up. Bet now at mybookie.ag. Promo code BDC. You'll get a deposit bonus. I'm telling you, it's the best place to bet. Warriors a three-point favorite in game six on my bookie. I got two more really small things. you have things. any thoughts on game six? Before yeah, we get there for talking game five. So Kawhi, we, you know how we talked about how like when he collides with players, how devastating it is? Yes. He broke Mooney or Looney's chest again last night because he, he, that was the collision, yes. right, where he got injured. Like Kawhi took it to the hole and hit center chest of, uh, what is his name? Key Dave, uh, Kevon. Kevon, that's what it was. Kevon Looney. I've never heard anyone call him anything but Kevin before this <laughs> last week, and now all of a sudden everyone's like, Kevon. Cheval. I mean, I guess that's his These name. Nuts. I don't want to be rude, but... Yeah. So, I feel bad for him. Kawhi's a fucking monster. I just wanted to point there that out. There was one where he hit, the three, hit a three-pointer in the fourth quarter, yeah. and he started running backwards, and he ran into Kyle Lowry and, like, almost knocked Lowry he almost back. almost destroyed Lowry with the giant ass. Lowry has, like, the biggest ass in the NBA, too. Like, he's hard. He's a little bowling ball. He's got the bubble. he got that bubble. But, but uh, so I just wanted to point that out. Kawhi crashed into uh, Looney. He's breaking them. He broke him again. He's not playing again, I don't think. I think they took him back and said, like, we're not even going to x-ray you. Like, you're out. You're, yeah. you're not playing anymore. And so there's that. And then also. He's been playing pretty well, too. Shouts to uh, Van Vliet for playing with, like, 15 missing teeth and a busted-ass face. Did he have a—I didn't see a, a visor had, face guard. Thing uh, no, apparently he was wearing a special mouthpiece. Okay. Um, he had the worst plus-minus of anyone in the game last yeah. night. He played 27 minutes and had a minus 12. He did score 11 points, and I he was pretty efficient. plus-minus is kind of deceiving. He had no turnovers. I mean, okay, so here it is. He was minus 12, but— he had 11 points on three of six for three, three of seven shooting overall. Pretty efficient. Two for two on free throws, two rebounds, one assist, no turnovers. Three fouls. Now, maybe those three fouls hurt. And but. he plays there's his Steph. Like, he's guarding Steph Curry, like the best player on that team. Yeah, you do have to give him credit for bouncing I back. Mean, I the mean, the plus minus is kind of deceiving. And he, I mean, that's tough, man. Like, to you don't know how bad that fucks up with your vision and, like, how you breathe through your nose. I don't even he want to think about that. He got smoked in the yeah. face. Like, his whole like cavity of his and face a bunch of his teeth up. are all fucked his up. teeth are all like in there like the exposed roots surely he got his dental work did before the game but maybe not i don't uh, know i don't even want to think about it anyhow yeah shouts to van vliet he's tough man he's been there are a, really a lot a of fucking player. tough guys playing i mean this this series has yeah, shown all time a lot tough of, right i mean looney uh, uh, yeah you've got kevon you've got kevin <laughs> uh durant yeah yes thank you yes kevin and kevon uh You've got Clay bouncing back. Steph is is playing forty minutes a game as a little man and must be exhausted. The level of toughness. Kawhi is still not one hundred percent playing on one leg. It's been minutes. really impressive. Indeed, and, uh, this is this is why you love NBA basketball. It's been good, man. So game six uh, Thursday, we'll be back with Buttercut. Tonight and or high, tomorrow and Titan High. Titan High, we'll talk a little bit about Game 6. We'll preview it. We'll probably talk um, a little bit of hockey, too, just because Game Seven's on Wednesday. So we'll be recording Wednesday night. We'll maybe do like just a little bit of talk of like live updates during the uh, during the game if we're 
we get a chance to maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Uh, go Blues, I guess. I I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, we're we're rooting for. I you. think they are, they're the social LGB. media thing. Yeah, yeah LGB. I love that it's LGB and and uh, most people in St. Louis hate the gays. So I thought I kept thinking they were cheering for gay people, and then I was like, oh, let's go Blues yeah. LGB. Yeah, they're, they're well, not good for them. Uh, yeah. a little crossover. I think that that is a. Uh, I think you're was, uh, you're I've incorrectly labeling. Them. I don't know. All the women in St. Louis all have a, the same haircut, and they all look like lesbians. So what? I'm not going to get into that either. Oh, I'm going to get a lot of hate. But, I mean, shouts to St. Louis. They're and, just uh, a little bit more conservative. That's all. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, call our hotline, 800-392-6344. Call that hotline, 800-392-6344. Uh, leave us a message. Leave us a call. We'll play it for the Titan High Guys on Wednesday. Uh, and give us your uh, nominations for Chain of the Week. We need them. How? I think you should be limited to three cows per oh, segment. I think you should shove it up your ass. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's it, Brad. No, it, we're going to end with ass play. We got so much content. Check out Mind of Micah. I'm not going to hit that sound effect. Just be ready. I'm in your head now. This has been a production of MWBK Creative and Sales. We will be back later. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>